0: Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I pray that you guys had an amazing week. I'm so excited this week as we are continuing our heart check series. This month is a um, a national heart health month. So February is national heart health month. And I just really felt led um, by the Holy Spirit to discuss our heart postures all month. I mean, like what better time than National Heart Month for us to be out here getting our lives together. And our challenge this month is not simply to evaluate our spiritual heart, but we're also prioritizing our physical heart as well. So I pray that you all have been a part of the Producer Society and taking part in our 28 Days to Heart Health Challenge, which is sponsored by the National Institute of Health every year in the month of February. So... It has just really felt good, you know, to prioritize our heart and our heart health and to move with intention. And last week we established the fact that we have a heart problem, right? Like everybody's got a congenital heart defect in the spirit. Let's let's just talk about it, okay? And we are all walking around here um, with wicked hearts by default. Even someone who is chosen and being used by God still has this defect. And we saw that. um, with the story of King David and Bathsheba. So if you missed that, I really encourage you to go back and check out last week's episode because it was thebomb.com. How about that? Um, So this week, we are looking at the foundation and condition of our heart. So We talk about being producers um, and bearing fruit in our lives. And it is so critical that we evaluate the condition of the ground in which we're asking God to sow seeds into our life. I'm going to say that again. It is so critical that we evaluate the condition of the ground in which we are asking God to sow seeds in our life. In agriculture, the condition of the ground is so important to survival of the seeds being planted there. So according to the World Soil Information Center, because y'all, I was out here doing research, do you hear me? Um, soil is our life support system, right? It provides anchorage for roots and it holds water and nutrients. We build on soil as well as with it and in the soil. So there's a very similar um comparison to the ground of our heart the condition of the ground or foundation of our heart is our life support system right and it's the anchorage for god's word to take root in our hearts so the ground that our heart holds um The ground in our heart also holds like waters and nutrients. So somebody comes through, you read a word, the seed is planted, somebody comes through and they water and nurture that thing, right? So somebody else, like you'll hear a word at church on Sunday and then God in your quiet time will give you further revelation on the word that you heard because you're supposed to go back and study what you heard on Sunday. If you ain't been doing it, you should do it, okay? Um, And then when we talk about Jesus and God's word um, being referred to as the living water several times throughout scripture, you know, it really even hits home for me even more. Um, even in like John 14, 4, John 7, 38, um, there are several references of Jesus and God's word being um, related to as the living water, right? Like you, the woman at the well, God was, uh, Jesus was like, if the the water I'm trying to give you ain't gonna never be thirsty again. How about that? He didn't say it like that, but y'all know what I'm saying. So it's so important to just look at those comparisons and really understand um, that we are not as, we are not as unique, as we think that we are. Our situations aren't as unique. There's nothing new under the sun. And so I think it's so important that the same way that a uh, a farmer, because we're talking about producing fruit, right? Um, and that's really why agriculture was used a lot in the Bible, was because that was what was relevant at the time. Many of the um, people in that In that time period, they were farmers. And so Jesus used parables about sowing and reaping and harvesting and and used a lot of agricultural uh, parables because that's what was popular. Now we've kind of moved away from that. But to me, it is so relevant that, um, you know, soil is the thing that where roots take place, how nutrients and um, water are given to to therefore have the condition to produce fruit, in the same sense, we have to really make sure that our ground, the ground in our hearts, are um, ready as well. Matthew four four tells us that we don't eat by bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so that that word, that living water, comes and it waters those seeds. But you have to really understand whether or not you have um, a condition. In um, your heart and the foundation of your heart that allows for something to take root there and the ground of your heart, it just really impacts the ability to receive from God. So if you feel like you're not seeing a level of fruit produced in your life, it may not be that, um, you know, you're waiting on God, but God's like, child, I'm trying to plant the seed and the ground out here is dry. Okay, it's dry and it's hard, and there's there's some things we gonna talk about here because it the ground is ridiculous. It's hard; nothing can take root here, and so if we don't keep watch and maintain over the ground um, that has been provided for us, we will end up fruitless and frustrated. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society will receive exclusive benefits, including early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, monthly Bible studies, fellowship events, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, who are wanting to produce everything that he's called us to, then this community is for you. Make sure you visit www.producersociety.com to find out more information and to get connected with us today. Now let's get back to the show. So when I was studying for this, I really, really was um, moved by the parable that Jesus gave us in the parable of the sower, um, which you can find in like Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8. And what I really found myself trying to do or was feeling um, almost like, okay, because Jesus gives the parable and then he gives the explanation. And one thing I've learned is that when, like, God said what he said, Jesus said what he said, and my f- my flesh, honey, was like, let me, okay, Charlotte, you can't just get on here and just talk about this parable, child. Like, Jesus gives the explanation, so what the what? Like, what you about to get on here and talk about? And Holy Spirit had to remind me that God's word stands all by itself. They don't need nothing extra from me. So, we're about to be, um very obedient with this thing and I'm going to um, bring this to you the same way that I studied it the same way that Holy Spirit gave it to me and it ain't gonna be a whole lot of me talking because Jesus said what he said and I think that that is just so um, powerful all by itself um and it doesn't need you know a Holy Spirit to run me like girl just do what I said okay so anybody who doesn't think that I don't struggle, <laughs> <laughs> or who thinks I don't struggle, I still have to catch myself like, okay, so you literally just want me to read this and then that? We ain't nothing else? No? And I, God did give me some revelation on this scripture, but you know, I'm used to like getting on here and talking for about an hour and I'm just letting y'all know it may not be that long, but guess what? It'll be just as insightful, just as impactful because Jesus did it all. He, he is going to give you the word and the revelation on today. So I'm so excited about this. Um, so Jesus talks about, our heart condition or the ground of our heart are the four types of foundations um, in our heart in the parable of the sower. And so the parable of the sower can be found in, like I said, Matthew 13, Mark 4, or Luke 8. And you have to remember that all of these are the disciples giving their own account of what, um, of their time with Jesus. So that's why it's repeated. Um, When you read the the New Testament, that's why a lot of the stories are repeated because it's like, okay, Charlotte was there. This is what Charlotte's version, uh, you know, Charlotte's perspective of what happened a version of what happened. And then, you know, if Jen was there, this is Jen's version of what happened. And then Brie was also there. So this is Brie's version of what happened. So that's why a lot of them, a lot of the, um, of the stories and the things where they discuss what happened with Jesus are the same because it happened and they're they're giving their revelation from the Holy Spirit. So that's why you can find the same parable several times in that New Testament. So I'm going to be reading the parable um, from Matthew 13, three through nine. And it says, listen, this is Jesus talking. Listen, a farmer went out, to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And that's Matthew thirteen three through nine in the New Living Translation. So let's talk about this because it's so good. Jesus identifies these four different scenarios, situations that can be found in the hearts of people through this parable, right? So God is the sower and the ground is the condition in which our hearts are in when the seed is introduced. And what I love about this passage is that um, shortly after, (laughs) like right after that, Jesus' disciples was like, hey, bro, why are you always talking in parables? (laughs) Right? Like somebody asked the question and Jesus gave such a good and straightforward response. And I want to share that with y'all. He says, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not to those who are listen, who listen to my teaching. Um, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use par- use these parables for they look, but they don't really see. They hear and they don't really listen or understand. And that's Matthew 13, 11 through 13. And so Jesus uses these parables because as believers, we can hear a word and it hit different. Right. That's why um, somebody could we you can be at church with somebody and some, you know, they may not feel moved, led or nothing. They may not even understand what the heck is being said. And you may be sitting there like, but but no, you didn't you didn't hear you didn't hear. No, that's why the, the scripture says, let let them who have ears to hear, let them hear, because um, the word of God is not for everybody. We are able to um, to to receive revelation from the Holy spirit because we are a child of God. Right. And even now, um, you know, we're in a, in the spiritual warfare and it's almost like, um, in the military, you know they use different language um, to to discuss different tactics and things like that. And if you're not um, trained in that, if you're not a part of that organization, you have no clue what they are talking about. The same thing in the medical field, right? There are some things that I may say to you um, that you would be like, "What?" I'm like, "Take the cream, apply it PRN You'd be like, "What the heck?" <laughs> right? But if you're in the medical field you you understood exactly what I said right you take the cream you apply it twice a day as needed the end (laughs) right so with with the same thing in the spiritual sense as well is like if you don't have the ears to hear if you don't have the heart to receive you have no idea what we're what we're talking about and you're kind of left in the dark right (laughs) And so that's why it's so important that um, we really be connected to the Father. And so from this parable, we, again, are able to see that there are four different things or four situations that can occur when God provides seed. Seeds can be snatched. Seeds can be scorched. Seeds can be suffocated or the seeds can produced. Okay, seeds can be snatched. Seeds can be scorched, seeds can be suffocated, or the seeds can produce that those one of those four things are going to happen. And what I love most about this passage is that Jesus is again, like truly doing all of the teaching here today. And I am just the messenger and it's great for me. So we are going to look at the explanation that um, he provides regarding this parable. So the first, the first scenario seeds can be snatched. So Jesus says the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. This is so good to me. Um, That like before it even gets to take root good. Okay. It falls on the footpath and the enemy comes and snatches that thing before it even gets to take root. Seeds can be scorched. So the seed on the rocky soil represents um, those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Mm. seeds can be suffocated. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but are all too quickly. um, Those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. And then lastly, seeds can produce the seed that fell on the good soil Represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times as much that that has been planted. And I'm gonna have all the scriptures in this week's downloadable um, for you guys to take and study. Ciao. Jesus broke it down. Okay, the enemy will come out and snatch your seed. Okay, you don't even get before it even hit your heart, good. The seeds can be scorched. So that's that plant that takes root. It springs up quickly and then it gets burned. These are people who receive the word with joy, but they don't have deep roots. So they don't last long. Jesus said they don't be lasting long. The seeds can be suffocated. The seed falls among thorns and the lures of life, wealth, um, the lure and the worries of life choke out the, the fruit before it could even be produced. And then there's the um, the seeds that produce. And then there's 30, 60, 100 fold. Honey, look, what kind of ground is in your heart? That's what I want to know today. Like our goal is to have a heart that facilitates and promotes the growth of fruit. So we're told that the harvest will be multiplied. Okay, side note, let's just stop asking God to like add things to us because it is very, very clear that he works on the system of multiplication. Okay, I don't know who needed to hear that. But stop asking God, like God, if you just give me one or two things. No, in every situation, everything that I've read thus far in the Bible, okay, because I'm not going to sit here and act like I know it all front to back, side to side. But when I study, everything that I've studied, God is like, be fruitful and multiply it's multiplied uh 30 60 and even 100 times fold he took even in the parable of the talents the the um person who was given five talents he doubled it to 10 like god works in a system of multiplication stop thinking small stop asking him for one or two baby god multiply exceedingly and abundantly that's what i need in my life okay um Yeah, I don't know who needed to hear that, but just God works a multiplication system. You doing the wrong kind of math. All right. So after understanding these different heart postures, we really have to do a heart check, right? Like, can we just really be honest with ourselves and come off of being so like self-righteous that we see, um, in one way or another, that we've all experienced some level of having either a stony, uh, we filled hardened heart. Okay, nine to the two thousand, Charla. Mm mm. She definitely was in the first three categories. <laughs> like, like, like somebody could say something to her, she wasn't trying to hear it. Like, ooh, that version of myself was. Chow, look. So we have to really know that at some point of time, we have been in the first three situations. But we have to really understand, too, not only that, but now that we have this information and we understand it, we should move differently. We should be able to fully understand um, if if this word is scattered on the right ground. Did you catch what just happened? We should be able to fully understand that our hearts need to be cultivated, right? So to cultivate means that we prepare or it means to prepare, right? Uh, Y'all know I love definitions. So to cultivate means to prepare or prepare and use for the raising of crops to foster the growth of something and to improve by labor, care, or study. So we need to cultivate. Cultivate. We need to make sure that we are fostering a heart posture for for the for the growth of the seeds that God is planting. And we're able to then produce fruit. And then we're going to improve our heart posture by um, by laboring in the spirit, by the care, um, taking care of and guarding our heart. Like Proverbs 4, 23 tells us. And we're going to study God's word. OK, so we now understand that God's word. Um is it remains like the perfect seed. If you didn't know, <clears throat> the seed is perfect, like God is great, the end. but it is our hearts that need to be cultivated for the fruit to be produced. So it it may not be sus, that you're waiting on God God's like I've dropped so many seeds child but before they even get planted good you allow the enemy to come snatch that thing up off the path before it even gets planted good it springs up quickly but the roots aren't deep enough and so you're not seeing the fruit before it even gets planted good the weeds come up and it's choked out by worry and anxiety it's not that I'm not dropping seed it's not that I'm not trying to do something in your life but girl the ground gotta be cultivated what is happening here if you feel like god i've been doing x y and z and i'm not seeing the fruit i'm i'm waiting on god no sis he's been dropping seeds but the the groundwork ain't done the ground is hard stony and thorny and we got to do some work here okay so the you know and i think even for us as believers we should move different too that person that you're trying to speak into their life all the time and it never really seems to get through to them and you're about ready to to give up on them change your prayer strategy right like change your prayer strategy not just that they listen to you but ask god um, to do a work in their heart to cultivate their heart god give them ears to hear and a heart to receive the word and the seeds that you've given me for them we need to pray and bind the enemy or any anything else that's trying to pluck the seeds that you know that god has called you to spread um, to to spread in that person and then be confident and understand that just because you plant the seed it does not mean that you will see the fruit right away when you're planting um, and nurturing and taking care of um any kind of plant or any kind of garden you can plant seeds and it may be a minute before you actually see the fruit don't give up on that person but you really got to to turn your prayer strategy that they're to their heart being cultivated right pray that the enemy doesn't come up and snatch that word before it takes root and then we need to pray for ourselves just as just as fervently how about that when um we talk about our own heart postures we need to evaluate and i just want y'all to know that i'm about to go in okay because that second that second stony ground the the seed the um seed that gets scorched let's talk okay if we are being tossed to and from Every time we face persecution, if you are running away from God, every time there is a storm, if you are at the altar, rededicating your life, sis, 48 out of the 52 Sundays, girl, we got some girl, girl, girl. Cultivation needs to take place. okay? like if if that is you. And I'm, I'm saying this, hear my heart. It's great that you rededicate your life. You should not have to be rededicating your life every other week. I, it, it just, no, you either dedicated or you not. Ain't that much dedication in the world to where you at that dango altar every other week because you're not doing, you don't have the discipline to do what you need to do. That's a different problem. To truly be a producer and to have a fruitful life we need to ensure that the roots are that god is establishing in us are planted deep in our heart and they're not easily moved i saw somebody in a group that i'm in yesterday sis was following a um a online ministry she don't even go to this church right she reached out to um the pastors to ask for prayer for, um, her father and was hurt because she asked for prayer and they had blocked her. The people, this, this, these, this online ministry. And she was like, I'm just so hurt and I'm ready to give up on god and christianity like what is this and um i've never been like you know i've never felt rejection from my church er, i said look sis i'm sorry that that was your experience Better like what i said so you're telling me that the almighty all gracious god you are ready to throw your relationship with him to the side you're gonna allow the enemy to plant that seed of disappointment in your heart to use it to to separate you from God because you are you are basing your relationship with him off of the sins of people girl and this ain't even your church home girl if you don't get girl (laughs) and I mean this with so much love sis no 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 I I said, no, sis, that's no, no. It sounds like what really happened was that God was protecting you. She's like, I did a 21 day fast um, with their church and been watching their stuff online. And, you know, it's been great. And then the second I asked for prayer, they blocked me. Maybe God saw that you were getting too close. And he said, uh-uh, door closed. See, too many times we um, sit here and we act like we're not in the middle of warfare. If you don't think that the enemy has people planted in churches and he is using your church hurt and you say you swearing off God because of the, the acts of people, if you don't think he's not using that as a um, as some type of guerrilla warfare, girl, y'all tripping. You have to be very, very discerning of spirits, even in the church. And here's why: because the church is not a club; it is a hospital. The the church is not a club; it is a hospital. Okay. The church is not a club, a social club where we go and this is great and la la la. No, it's a hospital. People who come there are broken. So you're going to experience church hurt from broken people. You don't need to have your hopes rooted in people. You need to have your hopes rooted in the Lord. Too many of us are calling ourselves Christians, but you're following your pastor. You're not following Christ. <laughs> Are you enjoying this week's show, girl? I hope you are. So make sure that you go ahead and connect with us so we can keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. And make sure you subscribe to the show, rate the podcast, and leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mama and them, all the people, okay? Now let's get back to the show. And I'm going to say, I'm going to put a pin in that because we're coming back to that. There's something happening in this season right now. Um, and that has been happening that I'm, I was waiting for Holy Spirit to give me the, um, the, the go ahead to discuss this situation. And it's coming next month, honey. Okay. But you, you have to really be mindful and understand that these, the roots in your relationship with God need to be Deep. Deep. Okay, how is an internet pastor? You ain't never met these folks. How are you like? Oh, I'm about to swear off God, girl. If you don't get some roots, are you serious? Nah, sis. And I'm not saying that to 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 minimize the hurt, but you give that hurt to God, and you get on about your business. You you. I always say, like, you can go to a restaurant and have a bad experience and you can get food poisoning, but you're not going to stop eating. You're not going to be like, oh, you know what? I ate some bad food once. I'm never eating again in my life. You would wither and die. You literally would die. And in the same sense, we go to a church, we go to this bad restaurant, we have a bad experience, we get some bad food, and you're ready to swear off God? Are you crazy? Girl, pull your life. Pull pull it together. No, no, no. That is a trick of the enemy. He is using that disappointment. Oh, if God loved you, he wouldn't have let that happen to you. Girl, the same people who Jesus was blessing and healing on Friday, by Sunday, they had nailed that man to a cross. If y'all don't get, come on. Come on. The same people. Jonathan McReynolds said it, people. And then sometimes we're the people. The same way that you feel like somebody has villainized you, we all have to take responsibility and understand that at some point in somebody's life, you've played the villain in their story. So, no, girl, get you some roots, okay? Get you some roots. I live in Florida and. We really, really, like, since I've been here, I have seen my fair share of storms, okay? And I'm always impressed. Um, My driveway is lined with, like, these really big trees. And I've always just been impressed with how, you know, after a huge storm, there may be branches in my driveway, leaves in my driveway, I mean, and the wind, sometimes, y'all, the wind, I'd be like, hold on, child. Now, the roof about to come off because, (laughs) but the winds be strong, okay? And I'm always so impressed because even though the branches are broken, even though the leaves have fallen, some of them, the tree still stands. Do you know how deep the roots have to be of that tree? If you've ever seen a tree that has been uprooted, just look at how long those roots are. Like the roots of that tree have to be so deep. The root system has to be so strong. And to those of us who are playing church, who may be able to quote scripture, who um, like, you know, who may be able to. Say, oh girl, I'ma pray for you. And then you cussing twice as fast as you was able to say the scripture. The people who may be on praise and worship, but you still doing any, whatever you want. You just doing whatever you would like. Okay? We we need to stop playing. Just because you're in a position of service, you on the health ministry, but you mean. Like, girl, get out of here. It's time to stop playing church. You can't serve two masters. And when you are not truly rooted in God and that storm, that storm comes, baby, we see it shows very quickly because you just pick up your roots and leave. And I'm telling you, like, this isn't a message of condemnation, but the Holy Spirit, like, I pray that you feel convicted if that's what you need in this moment. If this is you, sis, God love you. Quit playing with him, though. OK, we do this very soft, um, haughty totty sometimes in the church where it's like, oh, God loves you and he loves you. Remember, he still hates your sin, though. So let's not play games. God does love you, but he's not. He's he's still holy. God does love you. Oh, I love God, but I cuss a little bit. Girl, if you don't shut up. What? No, no. You're being disrespectful. <laughs> like you're being disrespectful to my father. You upset at me and my homegirls. I don't like it. I don't like it. You should be striving to get deeper in him. Your root system should be getting deeper in him. And the second that you face something, you shouldn't be burnt out. Oh, I'm leaving the church. I'm going to pick up my roots and go home. Get out of here. If that's all it takes, if all it takes is for somebody to block you on the internet, for you to not love God no more, girl, you were never in love with him to begin with. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. We have to do a heart check. This ain't no feel-good message. God is out here performing surgery. He is doing heart surgery. We are undergoing some procedures in this season, and you, this comfort comes with the territory. I told one of my friends yesterday, "Girl, one thing I've learned about God and, and walking this walk, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable." Because there's always another level. There's always somewhere to go deeper. There's always, um, you know, something that we need to to address. And it's his grace and his love that get us through it. That's why he's great. Just know if it can happen to Jesus, it can happen to you. People not going to like you and that's going to be okay. You will experience hurt and that it's going to be okay. But if the acts of sinful people can remove you from the presence of the almighty God, girl, no. Okay, no. These procedures ain't going to feel good this month. There's going to be some discomfort, but it's going to be life saving. I love y'all enough to tell y'all quit like quit playing and let's quit giving the devil so much credit. Okay, it is not a spiritual attack every time something goes wrong. Who needed that? It is not a spiritual attack every time something goes wrong. Let me tell you, it ain't the devil, it's your decisions. Your decisions that you're making is causing the problem. It ain't always the devil. some of us the devil don't need to even be worried about you child because your roots ain't deep enough and you out here making enough bad decisions for yourself he ain't got to do nothing he just sit back like nah she's busy (laughs) she's busy ruining her own life (laughs) Like, like uh nah like you're nah you good it's once you make the decision that you're gonna live for God. That's why it feels like things get harder, cause it does. Cause the enemy's like, oh, wait, hold on. Now you on his radar, but you still out here flu fluing in the club every other weekend, getting hot, doing whatever whatever your vice is. You still out here serving two masters, child. He ain't worried about you enough to be coming up against you. Stop. It's your decisions. Oh, I ain't got no money to pay my light bill. The devil is busy. No, sis, but your hair and your nails are done. So priorities. Priorities. Okay? We're going to stop blaming the devil for the stuff that you knew better and choose not to do the right thing. Okay? Because you wanted to appease your flesh. Now, that's that on that. Whew. Holy Spirit was. Whew. Shots fired. I can't even talk unapologetically like I'm so unapologetic about this because no like we're gonna stop playing with the Lord that's why we're out here burnt out literally your seed is being scorched because you're playing and your root systems aren't deep enough you blaming the devil girl your decisions are horrible Let's do better. Hmm. Okay. Now let's talk about these seeds that get suffocated. I promise (laughs) y'all I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay contained right now because, Ooh, let's talk about these seeds. that get suffocated. So one of the definitions of suffocate is to, um, to impede or to stop the development of something. And we are allowing music, shows, lifestyle choices, crystals, yoga, sex, and anything else that we can find to be disobedient with, and it is suffocating the very thing that God is looking to produce in us. We are going out, and we are we. God's like, I'm gonna plant this this fruit tree, and you're like, nah. I'm gonna go and keep having sex with that little boy and got no business having sex with and I'm gonna allow that to to that 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 plant you just you you all oh, you thought you were about to plant something this this sin is about to choke it out right anyone who is into gardening knows that weeds will overtake your garden if you don't pull them up from the root off the rip if you don't address them things, You will be, oh, your garden will be overtaken by weeds and it'll look like there's some stuff there, but it won't be pretty. There won't be no fruit produced. It won't be nothing you can use. It'll be a bunch of weeds. Sin does the exact same thing. You think you're in control of how much you out here drinking or using drugs or smoking or overeating, okay? Cuz I'm am, I am not immune. I'm coming for myself too. Okay? You out here, oh, I just eat what I want. And then the 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 next thing you know, you know, you in rehab, you on 600 pound life, like what whatever it may be, and you are out here and we're putting ourselves in these situations we know better but we're choosing not to do better and that sin is coming up and it's choking out anything before it can really even get established and again while we thank Jesus that he did all the heavy lifting we need to have a level of intention and work behind what we're asking God for the Bible says faith without work is dead that don't mean you staying up until uh, 2 a.m. working on your PowerPoint presentation sometimes that means that you quit buying junk food and you quit overeating and you get out and you walk 30 minutes a day because the devil ain't got to worry about uh the the fruit or the mission that God's got on your life or what he's trying to produce because you're gonna have a heart attack at the age of 45 because you won't stop um eating whatever the heck you 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 killing yourself he ain't got to worry about you yeah, yeah, that's cute. You going to be out here to, to do ministry. Yeah, sure. You're not going to live past 45 because your cholesterol is is 400. Come on now. Let let's stop playing games. Right? Like you there's a, a level of work and intention and discipline that has to take place. That divine discipline that we talked about at the beginning of the year that has to take place. As we go through this thing, okay? We are not Christina Aguilera. God is not a genie in a bottle, okay? If we are not good stewards over what he gives us to include in our hearts, we will never, ever, ever see fruit. If we are not good stewards over what he gives us, that includes our heart posture, what he puts in our hearts, we are not going to see fruit. The devil going to snatch it. It's going to get scorched. It's going to get choked out. Like, come on, come on now. Remember that the Bible says that there's a there's seed time and there's harvest time. In between the seed time and the harvest time, there's a maintenance and a work that has to take place. Nobody ever just plant some seeds and be like, all right, I'll be back when it's a when it's an apple tree. That's not how that works. You have to labor over that thing. Seeds can be planted on in good soil, but if if the water, if ain't no water child, if you're not watering the seeds in good soil, then the soil dries out. If the weeds aren't pulled up, the garden's gonna be overtaken. If the boundaries are not put up, then you will have rodents that come and steal your fruits, sis. Okay. I'm talking about bold, like raccoon type raccoons are bold and they're gross um I'm talking about bold raccoon type rodents they will come and they will eat the fruit out of your garden I don't know who need to hear this but sis the little boy you keep wasting your time with he a rodent okay buddy is a whole raccoon he a raccoon and he out here trying to steal your fruit tell him I said he a raccoon how about that I could legit hear people be like, look, this ain't gonna work out um, because you're a raccoon. Like, <laughs> I need somebody to text that little raggedy boy that's out here wasting your time and trying to eat your fruit. Let him know, look, friend, this ain't gonna work out. Oh, wow, what's going on? Bro, because you're a whole raccoon. And that's that's not attractive, okay? No. No, I'm out here doing what God called me to, and ain't nobody got time for that. So you're getting evicted. Here's a boundary, and uh, be blessed, okay? But it ain't going to be here. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show y'all that was that was deep holy spirit had me out here warm i'm sweating okay jesus um it is time for some girl talk and this is where i get to answer your questions about any and everything so remember that you can submit your question by sliding into our dms on instagram at god goals and girl talk this week's question is so good it is or it says (laughs) How did God confirm to you that your husband was the one that you should marry? This question is so good, and I'm about to be look. Uh, as Pastor Michael Todd says, I like to be humble, open, and transparent, hot at all times. Let me answer this question. Um, he didn't. He he absolutely did not confirm to me that I should marry my husband. Charla picked husband. Okay. I made the plans and then I asked God to bless the mess that we created. That's that is what happened. Um I actually remember the very moment that God told me that we weren't ready. He didn't tell me that we need to break up. But he was like, y'all aren't ready to get married. And it was like four days before our wedding. And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> um and at the time I wasn't safe saved so I I didn't understand that prompting was from the Holy Spirit but I knew that when that thought came across I was like I am not about to be embarrassed and canceling our wedding you know how many people are expecting me to come we went to Vegas and got married by our parents encouragement because I was a broke nursing student and we didn't have money to be doing uh, look I ain't got thousands of dollars to be feeding y'all y'all can watch online hmm it was great I loved it um But I didn't want to face the embarrassment of canceling our wedding, even though God was like, girl, y'all are not ready for this. And I went through with it anyway. How about that? And I was so busy um, trying to save face that I didn't heed to that prompting of the Holy Spirit. Okay, we were both young. We were stupid and we had a lot of growing to do. And at first I I was going to say we were dumb, but we were just stupid, honestly. Like it was just like, what? (laughs) What the heck? Um, But here's where it gets amazing is that about um year 4 of us being married i prayed what i will always call it was honestly the first time i was really honest with god and i i was going beyond that um like oh god bless my family it was it's what i will deem as the realest prayer i've ever prayed because i definitely said god i need you to come get your son cuz i'm about to send him back to you in a box it it was just like that like just like that <laughs> right and now you know clearly I was again very new in Christ child but God honored my vulnerability and my realness and he began to deal um with my husband the whole husband situation thing by dealing with me it was rough it was it was very very um ghetto I felt attacked okay I was like first of all God (laughs) I said he was horrible what are we doing here uh um but as God started to change me, it was those changes that intrigued my husband because he saw me being more intentional about having quiet time with God and then saw how something that would have turned into an argument, I got what I call the spirit of shut up because God was like, don't say nothing. <laughs> Charla, don't Charla, no. <laughs> right. And so as he started to see a change in my response to him, um, it really intrigued him to pursue God for himself because he could see the visible changes and he wanted to be better too. And what I did not know and what we've talked about now is that God was going upside his head and I'm over here like, but God, he is raggedy. Like, like help me by helping him. And he will, and he was, but he was dealing with my heart first. And it's just so, you know, amazing that God would do that. Um, I don't recommend doing it the way that I did it. Okay. There was a lot of stress, struggle and strife, honey. You don't, don't do it that way. Do it the way in which like is, is orderly. But when posing the question to me, God didn't tell me Charlotte, I created a mess and God used it for my good Romans 828. Um, so now, you know, here we are like, we're almost 10 years in the game come October. So, um, it's beautiful to to see and be on the other side and see how God can recover and rec- um, reconcile and resuscitate a relationship um, between two broken people into one very beautiful marriage. And so I'm grateful, but child, it was work. And you are already two steps ahead of where I was because you are seeking God to lead you in looking for your husband. So he didn't tell me. He didn't give me no confirmation. It was quite possibly the very opposite thing um and I was hard-headed and because of that I put myself in the wilderness season that I probably didn't need to be in we probably could have uh called it off had 11 days worth of counseling like the kids like the children of Israel instead of 40 years of what the what is this and now (laughs) we're in the promised land (laughs) Um, no, but it's, you know, it's amazing and it's beautiful. And I love our testimony because it showed me that God can reconcile and, and, um, you know, and really do things in marriage because he made it. So but it's work. <laughs> like, uh, so again, like just remain sensitive to what God is leading you to. What I will tell you is that you like, don't worry about the embarrassment. Don't worry about like, like girl, if God tell you to leave, <laughs> don't be like Sharla. If God tell you to wait, don't be like Charlotte, Okay. I don't care what your embarrassment may be. I don't care how fine this man is. I don't care how many boxes he checks off on the list that you created that ain't got nothing to do with God. If God tells you to run girl, if you don't pick up your feet and get to moving, because wow, he didn't tell me to run. He just said, you ain't ready. And I, now I was like, by the time I came back to him, I was like, no, 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 we weren't ready. <laughs> like, fool Kevin Hart, like, no, you're right, we weren't, we were help me. Um, child, like, we weren't. What I will tell you is, like, as you encounter men, just make sure that you're inspecting their fruit and not their potential. Um, If you see a red flag, sis, the, the flag is red for a reason. Don't try to ra- rationalize. Red flags, we do that a lot. Women, we like, we like to try to rationalize these red flags. Baby, it's red. That's not okay. So ask God for what you should be looking for in a spouse um, more, more than checking off like your own list because he knows better um, what we need even than we do for ourselves. Like what I will tell you is that my husband compliments me so well. And the things that I need, he's exactly that. Um, there was some refining for the both of us and vice versa, too. Like, you know, the things that he doesn't do very well, God has, has allowed me to be able to be his helpmate and to to perform high in those areas. And the things that I don't do very well, um, God has, you know, supplied me with a, a helpmate as well. And so it is just it's beautiful when you do it the way that God has called you to. But we be trying to do whatever and then be like, Oh, we got divorced. Yeah, that's what happens. If you are out here trying to do marriage in a way that's not uh, God made it, and we try to take him out of it. And he's like, I made this. That's all right, you'll be back. You'll be back for some help. (laughs) You will if you got some good sense, you'll be back for some help. Um, So just make sure that you are not rationalizing red flags, that you're remaining sensitive to what God has called you to. And um, make sure you invite us to the wedding, okay? Because I love wedding receptions. I like cake and I like to dance. (laughs) So, um, yes, girls, I pray that that helped you. And that is it for this week's episode of Goggles and Girl Talk. Just make sure you guys continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I will talk to you all next week.